From the MCM Entertainment Center in suburban Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, this is MCM The Podcast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to MCM The Podcast, Episode 9, All Things Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Bill McMenamin from MCM Entertainment. We specialize in hosting in-person trivia events for the U.S. Mid-Atlantic region for fundraisers, socials, corporate team building, school assemblies, and weekly bar and pub events, as well as online trivia events for the rest of the United States. I'm joined by my distinguished podcast team, my daughters, Aaron and Sarah, my niece, Colleen, and my good friend, John. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. John, as the godfather of trivia... You not only pulled these questions together, but you came up with the topic. What's the thinking behind all things coulda, woulda, shoulda? I was working on some content for another podcast and might have been writing a sports question or it was something about Oscars and the same names kept coming up. Second place, second most popular this. I don't want to say... a. You know, it's a loser round, but non-winners. These people are also rands or uh, non-first placers, but still have credit for being second place. So, you know, it could also be it. It could also be people that turned down movie roles or were asked to right. step out of a role. What what could have been had regrets about something. All right, so let's get to it. We have five rounds of five questions. Round one, coulda, woulda, shoulda in current events in history. Round two, coulda, woulda, shoulda in entertainment. Round three, coulda, woulda, shoulda in arts and literature. Round four, coulda, woulda, shoulda in science, nature, and geography. And round number five, coulda, woulda, shoulda in sports and leisure. Let's go to round number one, coulda, woulda, shoulda in current events in history. Round number one, coulda, woulda, shoulda in current events in history. Question number one. What was the second state to become a U.S. state? Question number two. Who became the second female justice of the U.S. Supreme Court? Number three. What was the only state Walter Mondale won in the 1984 presidential election? And hint. It was his home state. Question number four. John Hancock was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence, and the second signer shares his name with a TV show president. Who was the Declaration's second signer? Now, the names might be spelled a little bit differently, slightly differently, but who was the Declaration of Independence second signer? Question number five, Amazon is the number one online retail e-commerce site in the world. What site comes in at number two? Those are your questions. Round number one, coulda, woulda, shoulda in current events in history. All right, let's review the answers of round number one, coulda, woulda, shoulda in current events in history. Question number one, what was the second state to become a U.S. state? The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Question number two, who became the second female justice of the U.S. Supreme Court? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
the notorious RBG. <laughs> Question number three. What was the only state Walter Mondale won in the 1984 presidential election? Minnesota. Now, this was still close. Mondale beat Reagan there by 3,761 votes out of more than 2 million casted. Question number four. John Hancock was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence, and the second signer shares his name with a TV show president, Josiah Bartlett. Question number five. Amazon is the number one online retail e-commerce site in the world. What site comes in at number two? I want to say like Walmart.com or something like Walmart's. that. Walmart's. Am I right? Walmart's. <laughs> so smart. Let's go to round number two. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in entertainment. Round number two, coulda, woulda, shoulda in entertainment. Let's go to question number one. Which popular soap opera actress finally won an Emmy Award in 1999 after being nominated 18 times without winning? Number two, what NBC show brought in 84.4 million viewers for its finale in 1993, making it number two behind MASH's final with over 105 million viewers? Question number three, on the heroes and villains list of the American Film Institute, Atticus Finch and Dr. Hannibal Lecter rank number one of heroes and villains, while James Bond and Darth Vader rank number three, respectively. What characters hold the number two spot on each list? Question number four, Eric Stoltz was originally cast and filmed some scenes as what time-traveling movie character before director Steven Spielberg changed his mind? And question number five, the Beatles are tops with 20 number one hit songs on the U.S. Billboard charts. Who ranks number two? Those are your questions. Round number two, coulda, woulda, shoulda in entertainment. Let's review the answers of round number two. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in entertainment. Question number one. What popular soap opera actress finally won an Emmy Award in 1999 after being nominated 18 times without winning? Susan Lucci. I was going to say that. Can you imagine going, no. being nominated No, I think 17 I times? and showing every, up yeah, after the 10th. You 10. get to a point where it's like, okay, <laughs> enough is enough. Question number two. What NBC show brought in 84.4 million viewers for its finale in 1993? making it number two behind MASH's finale with over 105 million viewers. Cheers. Oh. Question number three. On the heroes and villains list of the American Film Institute, Atticus Finch and Dr. Hannibal Lecter rank number one of heroes and villains. James Bond and Darth Vader rank number three, respectively. What characters hold the number two spot on each list? Hero? I literally have zero idea. Like, I, I don't think I'm following this because how are James Bond and Darth Vader... James Bond is the hero. hero Darth the Vader is the villain. villains. So there's two separate lists. There's a oh. list of there's a list of heroes. Okay. So the heroes would be Atticus Finch. Yeah. And the hero would be one, 
And number three would be James Bond. Gotcha. Would it be so like, what would be number two? Like Superman? I was going to uh, say like no. a superhero. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? All right. So now on the list of villains, you have Dr. Hannibal Lecter. And then number three, you have Darth Vader, who is number two. I think this is going to be a stretch for any of you. Norman Bates. There's one character on that list that's on both lists. It's a hero and a villain. What? Really? A hero and villain. Um, Jacqueline Hyde. Okay. Hold on. Let me think. Okay. I give up. (laughs) Give up? Go ahead. Terminator. In the first oh. one, he's the villain. Where's he rank? In the second one, he protects. Okay. Um, okay. So he ranked pretty high up or a little? Uh, middle, do you know where he ranks? I think for the hero, the villain a little bit higher. But number four, I believe, is the Wicked Witch of the West, who I think should be okay. way um. up there. Question number four. Eric Stoltz was originally cast and filmed some scenes as what time-traveling movie character before director Steven Spielberg changed his mind? Marty McFly in Back to the Future. I literally was going to say that because I watch, I know I talk about this like almost every other podcast, but the Netflix series, the movies that made us, they did Back to the Future. And they filmed a ton of the movie with... With yeah, like almost majority of the movie with this other actor, and because um, Michael J. Fox was really busy with uh, Family Ties, what was he in? Yeah, Family Ties. So yeah, he was really busy with that, and and didn't want you know. And they finally kind of begged him. And in addition to dropping hit the first actor, they had to drop the girlfriend because of a height difference. So it was actually the actor that plays Jan on The Office. She was the original girlfriend. So they had to get a new girlfriend because she was so much taller than Michael J. Fox, which is kind of crazy. So a little fun fact. Question number five. The Beatles are tops with 20 number one hit songs on the U.S. Billboard charts. Who ranks number two? Aaron? I'm going to say the Backstreet Boys. Uh, Incorrect. Sarah? Mm. Taylor Swift. That is also Uh, incorrect. mm. Colleen? Honestly, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys should be embarrassed and sync Mariah Carey oh boo are you kidding you can't say you guys should know this and then we name like people we grew up listening to I mean I grew up listening to Mariah Carey too but she wouldn't be like I my don't like 10. Mariah Carey <laughs> me either retweet on that oh I'm sorry Miss Carey if you're listening to our podcast that was Colleen <laughs> oh she's not gonna be a guest okay it's because I'm now. disappointed in your performance at New Year's Eve a few years oh, ago yeah, that <laughs> that's <cool>. why <laughs> for the people in the back. That was hilarious. So bad it was funny. John was just going to announce he's going to be a guest on our next podcast, oh, but not no. so much anymore. <laughs> Let's go to round number three. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in arts and literature. Round number three, coulda, woulda, shoulda in arts and literature. Question number one, opened on January 26, 1988, 
The Phantom of the Opera has had more than 13,000 performances as of the start of 2020 and ranks number one. What show with 9,600 performances ranks second as of the start of 2020? Question number two, who placed second in 2009 on Britain's Got Talent and later went on to have the UK's best-selling debut album of all time? Number three, in the Roman Catholic Church, who is the patron saint of lost causes and is also known as the saint of last resort? Question number four, what is the second most spoken language in the world? And question number five, what academic title is given in the United States, Armenia, and the Philippines to the second highest ranked graduate of the entire graduating class of a specific discipline? Those are your questions. Round number three, coulda, woulda, shoulda in arts and literature. Let's review the answers of round number three, coulda, woulda, shoulda in arts and literature. Question number one, opened on January 26, 1988, The Phantom of the Opera has had more than 13,000 performances as a start of 2020 and ranks number one. What show with 9,600 performances ranks second as of the start of 2020? I'm going to say Lion King. Uh, I was also going to say Lion King. <laughs> I'm thinking Wicked. Uh, the answer is Chicago. Oh. oh. And all that <laughs> Question number two. Who placed second in 2009 on Britain's Got Talent and later went on to have the UK's best-selling debut album of all time? Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle is correct. I dreamed a dream. <laughs> you know what's a shame with the whole thing? And I love Simon because I think he's great. But when she walked out, he was so mean. They dismissed her. I'm not I sure know. he was mean. Well, they. But they dismissed. He was her judgmental for sure until she opened her mouth. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Um, That's why it's become blind auditions. Yeah, a lot of the times now can't judge a book by its cover. You sure can't. Question number three, in the Roman Catholic Church, who is the patron saint of lost causes and is also known as the saint of last resort? Jude. St. Jude? St. Jude, yes. Good job. Colleen's our religious guru. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) What? I feel like she knows a lot about the saints. So John is the godfather of trivia. Colleen would be our godmother of Catholicism. Yeah. (laughs) At least the saints, right? (laughs) I mean, the fact that you knew that one is great to me, so... Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Question number four. What is the second most spoken language in the world? Latin. English. English is correct. What is number one? Spanish. Mandarin. Mandarin, Mandarin Chinese. Wow. I don't know. Question number five. What academic title is given in the United States, Armenia, and the Philippines, the second highest ranked graduate of the entire graduating class of a specific discipline? Salutatorian. Let's go to round number four. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in science, nature, and geography. (laughs) Round number four. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in science, nature, and geography. Question number one. What is the second largest state in the United States? Question number two. Who was the second man to walk on the moon? 
Question number three. What is the second sign of the zodiac? Question number four. What is the second element on the periodic table? And question number five. By land area, what is the second biggest country in Africa? Those are your questions. Round number four. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in science, nature, and geography. Let's review the answers of round number four. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in science, nature, and geography. Question number one. What is the second largest state in the United States? California. Yeah, I want to say California. Texas. Oh, what? what? Really? Oh, actually, isn't Alaska bigger than Texas? Yes. Question number two. Who was the second man to walk on the moon? Edwin Buzz Eugene Aldrin Jr. I was going to say oh. that. He just went to space last last month. <laughs> now, that would have been James T. Kirk or William Shatner. Question number three. What is the second sign of the Zodiac? What's your Zodiac sign? What's your Zodiac Aquarius. Capricorn. Capricorn. Cancer. Nope. Sagittarius. Nope. Libra. Nope. Aries. Nope. Pisces. Nope. Did I ever say Pisces? Taurus. That's the only one we didn't name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we didn't say Scorpio. Question number four. What is the second element in the periodic table? Oxygen. <laughs> Zinc. <laughs> Hydrogen. It's been a Hydrogen's long time since I was in science class. Helium. Oh, I knew it was helium. Question number five. By land area, what is the second biggest country in Africa? Algeria. The Democratic Republic of, of Congo. Congo. I was going to say that. Algeria is probably the first. Let's go to round number five. Coulda, woulda, shoulda in sports and leisure. Round number five, coulda, woulda, shoulda in sports and leisure. Question number one, The Price is Right is the longest running game show on television. What show is number two? Question number two, according to AmericanCraftBeer.com and based on 2020 sales, what is the number two brand of beer sold in the United States? Is it Michelob Ultra, Corona, or Coors Lights? Question number three, Beyond Oreo at number one, what brand is the number two cookie in the United States based on consumption? Question number four, if you ain't first, your last is uttered by the father of what 2006 movie character? Question number five, what MLB team has lost the most World Series championships? Those are your five questions. Round number five, coulda, woulda, shoulda in sports and leisure. Let's review the answers of round number five, coulda, woulda, shoulda in sports and leisure. Question number one, The Price is Right is the longest running game show on television. What show is number two? Jeopardy? No. 
Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel. Oh, I actually really love fortune. the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. It's a good one. I said that one time and someone was like, you would love the Wheel of Fortune. I was like, what, what does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> like I just said, I prefer Wheel of Fortune over Jeopardy because I just never know the answers to Jeopardy. But like, I'm pretty good at figuring out Wheel of Fortune. But I don't know. I guess it's just such like a basic family. I don't know. Who is this person? Tell me later. I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> Question number two. According to AmericanCraftBeer.com and based on 2020 sales, what is the number two brand of beer sold in the United States? Michelob Ultra, Corona, or Coors Light? It's like Coors Light. Michelob Ultra. Really? Wow. Number three. Beyond Oreo at number one, what brand is number two cookie in the United States based on consumption? Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy is correct. Number four, if you ain't first, your last is uttered by the father of what 2006 movie character? The father of Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. That's a funny movie. It is a funny movie. Ricky Bobby's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Question number five, what MLB team has lost the most World Series championships? The Philadelphia Phillies. That is incorrect. I was going to say the Cubs. They definitely didn't win many. Or is it the Red Sox? The New York Yankees. Really? Really? Well, it makes sense. Like, if you think about math, like, they're there. Yep. They've won exactly the most. Right. And they've lost and they've the, lost most. the I most. I mean, they're there more than any other team, I feel like. So, exactly. It makes sense. Do you using your brain? Hey, Aaron's like, statistics say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check, please. <laughs> Let's go to by the numbers. One question. You get to double your score throughout the podcast. Here's your question. How many flowers are stamped on an Oreo cookie? Ooh. Front and back or one side? Front and back. Okay. How many flowers are stamped on an well, Oreo cookie? Statistically speaking. <laughs> All right, let's go through the answers of by the numbers. Here's your question. How many flowers are stamped on an Oreo cookie? I think it's, is it 16? I was going to say 16. I think it's eight around I think it's the front. eight on each cookie. Yeah. yeah. E- each side, eight on each side. It's either that or, yeah, or I think it's, it's four eight. on each side and it's eight. <laughs> there are 12 on each side for a total of 24. Oh. Oh. Shucks. So let's talk about, we talk about coulda, woulda, shoulda. I've got a list here of biggest roles by famous actors who regret the roles they took. Perfect. All right. Yep. So it says, this is based on an article published in Collider. This is by Tiffany Green. It's back in 2019. So I want to give her a shout out. We're all human. We've all made decisions we are proud of, whether it's work-related or personal. At least our regrets aren't displayed on giant screens for the whole world to see. Unfortunately, these actors, they are. First one, Sean Connery, James Bond. 
looks back on these films with anger and regret. His resentment for the franchise began with his first film, Dr. No. He felt like he was underpaid for his appearance. And by the sixth film, he was so sick of playing Bond, he began giving his salaries from the films to charity. After Diamonds Are Forever, the Scottish actor claimed he would never play Bond again, saying, I have always hated the damn James Bond. I'd like to kill him. Oh, my. I really love Sean Connery. I yeah. love him and everything. Talk about Bite the Hand That Fed You. Yeah, it seems a little bitter. Yeah, seriously. Next one is Kate Winslet for Titanic. What? She regrets she that? She regrets that? Why does she absolutely loathe her performance in this notable film? She argues that she's lacking style and quality in her performance. She told CNN, every single scene, I'm like, really? Really? You did it like that? Oh, my God. My American accent, I can't listen to it. It's awful. Okay, well, here's the thing. She's not criticizing being in the movie. She's criticizing herself, whereas Sean Connery was like, screw the movie. He hated the franchise. I think she was more like regretting her acting like she was young and yeah, inexperienced. Next one is Christopher Plummer. <gasps> no. For the sound of music. No. Really? 2011, Christopher Plummer admitted that his most challenging role to date was his role as Captain Von Trapp in the classic musical, The Sound of Music. In 2010, he told the Boston Globe, I was a bit bored with the character. Although we worked hard to make him interesting, it was a bit like flogging a dead horse. <gasps> He said the reason for this was because it was so awful and sentimental and gooey. What? Plummer often refers to the movie as the sound of mucus <gasps> or that movie. You are kidding. It's such a classic. Wow. This is like... Does Julie Andrews know this? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Next one is Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. Shut, Shut up. Daniel no Radcliffe way. spoke with Time Out magazine and confirmed even if J.K. Rowling wrote a sequel, which is unlikely... It would take a lot of talking around. I've done so much work to establish myself as something outside that series. I really hesitant to go back, even if they were set later in time. Well, that's funny because aren't they doing a reunion or something? I don't know. Well, that's but funny that is, because no matter what else that. he's in, he's Harry Potter. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that's probably to his point. Like he's been trying to. Right. But try as you might. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, that's a huge franchise. Now, so here's like, one I'm that sure I'm not, not struggling. I am not shocked at at all. Harrison Ford in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Really? The Huffington Post pointed out that Ford actually begged George Lucas to kill off Solo at the end of Return of the Jedi because he wanted to wipe his hands with the character. In the 1983 interview, Ford admitted, three is enough for me. I was glad to see that costume for the last time. However, he still appeared in Star Wars The Force Awakens in 2015 and finally got his wish to kill off the rascally smuggler making the last time he played the character interesting i like harrison ford so harrison ford is here harrison ford <laughs> next one is michelle pfeiffer as catwoman grease 2 oh yeah um, i mean that's trash <laughs> i hated trash, that film with a vengeance good. and could not believe how bad it was at the time i was young and didn't know any better is she the girl? I'm a cool. She played uh, Pink Lady leader Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, the, the girl, girl version right? of Danny in Greece, who yeah. wins the heart of of Sandy's uncool British cousin Michael. All right, I take back saying it's trash. It's just not the. I'm a C O O L R I D E R. It's just like not the same as the original. 
Like oh, it's now I have to go watch it. I haven't seen it in okay, years. Okay, I take it back because it is pretty good, but like it does not compare no. at all to the first one. Like I don't even like associate them together. Besides the fact that like Frenchie is in it for like three seconds. Next one is Halle Berry for Catwoman. Oh, her is Catwoman. Yeah. Apparently, she didn't say a word about the film until she collected a Razzie for the worst actress for her performance in the movie. In her thank you speech, she called Warner Brothers out, saying, "You know." I've got so many people to thank because you don't win a Razzie without a lot of help from a lot of people. First of all, I want to thank Warner Brothers. Thank you for putting me in a piece of blank, god-awful movie. You know, it's just what my career needed, you know? I was at the top, and then Catwoman just plummeted me to the bottom. Yikes. Could you imagine winning an award for being the worst? Why do those exist? Seriously. Because this is the world we live in. I think you just got to, like, shrug it off. I guess. I don't know. That's got to hurt. If this is your profession and someone says, you're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Bill McMenamin as the worst trivia host out there. Yeah. You're just going to shrug that off? You're going to shrug Sandra that off? Bullock. Yeah, that's not Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dad's like, I would just never get that award. Sandra Bullock accepted her Razzie. Uh, all about Eve or Steve. Some awful movie. And then the night before she yeah, accepted her Oscar. She thought, I can't accept my Oscar. Wow. You know, you have to take the good with the bad was her rationale. So in the same night yeah. or same weekend Agreed. or something, she accepted her Oscar and accepted her Razzie. Was it for the no, same no, movie? No. Um, Blindside, I yeah, think. Can't no. be. All about Steve. And then like All About Steve. Stupid. Is that yeah, it? Okay. I think that was it. Yeah, it's like a comedy. I think I've only seen half of it because it was <laughs> kind of meh. Next one is Carrie Fisher. <sighs> For Star Wars. Stop, really? She told the Today Show in 2008 that if she had known how famous she would have become by playing Princess Leia in Star Wars films, she would never have done it. Wow. When Time asked Fisher why she ever returned for the 2015 Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, she explained that she took on the role because it's difficult to get work after turning 30 for women in Hollywood. Wow. Next one, Sir Alec Guinness for Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is all this Star Wars? Star, uh, George Lucas gave Guinness two and a half percent of the movie's gross to convince him to sign on, and Star Wars quickly became the biggest film of all time. Why the hate? Guinness felt the film led to a worldwide taste for a fantasy world of secondhand childish banalities. In an autobiography, Guinness recalls signing an autograph for an excited young fan on one condition that the boy never watched Star Wars again. The boy burst into tears and the mother called Guinness a nasty man. These people are so dramatic. Like, these are great movies. Hold on. Oh, God. It gets worse. It gets worse. (laughs) If you say Zac Efron for the High School (gasps) Musical series, I'm quitting. You guys are going to be shook. I'm I'm logging off. The next one is Zac Efron (gasps) High School Musical. I knew it was coming. Efron has stated that he wishes he could go back in time and beat up his naive teenage self, he told Ben's Fitness. I step back and look at myself and I still want to kick that guy's blank sometimes. (laughs) Like, blank that guy. He's done some kind of cool things with some cool people. He did that one thing, Neighbors, that was funny. But I mean, he's still that blanking kid from High School Musical. Tragic. He said that? Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I, I, I think he said that on his Netflix show because I remember hearing that quote. I don't think he necessarily hated that, but I think he didn't like the person he was 
when he rose to fame that quickly. So him and I are buds. So that's what he told me. Yeah. <laughs> Next one's Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously he makes fun of that so much and it's absolutely hysterical. The only good thing that came out of it is meeting his wife. So. Exactly. There you go. Is that you what just, he says? He just, just stole my thunder. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Next one is Gwyneth Paltrow for Shallow Hal. Oh, that is a great Paltrow movie. says that one of the more regrettable films was Shallow Hal. In the movie, she and co-star Jack Black fall in love, but the film is controversial due to its fat shaming and constant weight jokes. Both Paltrow and Black later agreed that making the film felt like selling out. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny movie, but I, I completely agree that it's definitely a fat shaming movie. Ready for the next one? Uh-oh. Hold on. Sarah, you read my mind? What do I got? No, not Miley Cyrus for Shut Up. Hannah Montana. Ugh. Oh my When asked God. to look back on the memories of the show during the tenth anniversary of the premiere, Cyrus didn't have many positive things to say. She admitted that being in the public eye was at such a young age caused her to develop body image issues and it caused her to experience an identity crisis. She said that being on the show also sparked anxiety attacks and hot flashes. Well, an identity crisis, I understand. When you're a rock star and uh, <laughs> and a normal twelve year old girl. Exactly. Your growing up Disney experience is shattered. It is. Shattered. I used to watch Hannah Montana and be like, I could do that. Yeah. Like, I could go be a pop star at night and then just go to I school. Definitely could. One hundred percent. Next one is Michael Caine for Jaws the Revenge. Well, yeah. Although Michael Caine is a two time Oscar winner, his career wasn't always smooth sailing. It seems that the nineteen eighties were a bit rough on Kane, especially nineteen eighty six, which is when he shot the fourth film in the Jaws franchise. In his 1992 autobiography, What's It All About? He wrote on Jaws The Revenge. I've never seen it, but by all accounts, it is terrible. However, I've seen the house that it built, and it is terrific. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the third and the fourth are pretty terrible. Yeah. what One of them. Is one of them the 3D one? That's the third one. It's oh, like man. Jaws 3D, like the third movie. One was great. Two was good, and then f after that, you just The have fourth to one is ridiculous because the mom thinks that the actual shark is coming shark after her. In the Bahamas or something. Like, it swims all the way to, yeah. from New York to the Bahamas. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Right. Last one, George Clooney for Batman and Robin. Okay. He thought this film was so terrible that it single-handedly killed the franchise. Although Clooney regrets playing his part in the film now, he admits that at the time he thought it was a great choice telling the Graham Norton show. I thought at the time that this was going to be very good career move. Mm, it wasn't. Uh, I, I don't know if my what my favorite Batman would be. I still like the uh, Michael Keaton one. Like who plays Batman? Yeah, I love the Christian Bale series. Me too. So. I'm not a big Christian Bale fan though. But I you love liked it? I, I do. But the whole series itself was so good. Like, I love The Dark Knight. That's probably one of my favorite movies. Now, we, when we went to see Spider-Man, there was an ad for the new Batman. Oh, God, with Robin And Pattinson. I'm like, uh, how many Batmans, uh, how many Batmans, can Batmans you do make? we need? Right, exactly. I mean, you can say the same thing about Spider-Man, but uh, how many do we need? I don't know if that's It gets the darker same. and darker and darker. I and mean, the, I guess that's true to the... And the actors get the, more terrible, yeah. I think. Not a big... I'm not really sure I'm interested at this particular point. Yeah, I'm definitely not. This concludes MCM, the podcast, episode nine, coulda, woulda, shoulda. At this point, we'd love to hear from you. 
Check out our new podcast webpage, mcmthepodcast.com, where you can contact us with questions, ideas, or suggestions. You can leave us a five-star review, send us a voicemail, connect to our social media pages, and access links to all of the directories where you'll find our podcast. Leave us a review, and we'll be thrilled to give you a personal shout-out on an upcoming podcast. If you are in the U.S. Mid-Atlantic region and you are interested in a live trivia event for a fundraiser, social, corporate team building, or weekly bar and pub event, let us know. And for the rest of the United States, if you're interested in our virtual trivia event offerings, let us know that as well. In any case, you can reach us and stay up to date via mcmthepodcast.com. This is Bill McMenamin signing off for the entire crew here at the MCM Entertainment Center. We hope we've made your day a little bit lighter and a little bit brighter. And thanks for bringing us into your world. Cheers until next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. everybody.